Our reading this morning is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey and this was his message after me comes the one more powerful than I the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit at that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was, was baptized by John in the Jordan just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word this morning, we ask that you would indeed mark this as a new beginning in this new year. That you would show us the way forward and that we would walk with you in it. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, I do trust that you've had a good Christmas and a happy uh, New Year that you've brought in uh, to the New Year uh, with your family, your friends, and you've celebrated uh, this new beginning. We have, as I've said, we've looked at the person of Jesus, we've waited on him during Advent, and we now have the presence of Christ with us. So it seemed appropriate to look at Mark uh, to see how we are going to live this new way um, to which we have been called. I was thinking of playing the Mission Impossible theme tune at that point, uh, but um, A, I forgot to download it, so Liz will be very happy about that on the desk. Um, but B, I've been quite uh, struck this week over the people that I've met and sat with 
because we do stand, uh, as I say, it is the 9th of January, it's not immediately in the new year, I am aware of that, but this is a new beginning because it's a new series. And we stand, and even now, two years after the start of this pandemic, we're thinking, when is normal life going to resume? What does the new normal look like? That's a phrase which we started using in, I think it was April 2020. The new normal. And that assumes, of course, that there is a normal. What is normal life? And I wonder whether normal life is a bit like going back, going back to being in control again, doing what we want to do, when we want to do it, in the way that we want to do it. Not being responsible for other people, not having to wear a face covering to look after others. We just want to do our own thing. Is that what normal is? Is that what normal should be? Because we're being called as Christians to live a different life. Which is really why I was going to play the theme tune for Mission Impossible. Because sometimes it seems impossible. But the Gospel of Mark will help us see the answer. It's very real. It's very very dynamic. It's very urgent. And it tells us, firstly, uh, who Jesus was, and then what Jesus came to do. And the middle bit is the Act 2, where we stopped. And Act 2 is travelling with Jesus uh, over his miracles, his teaching, as he heals, and disciples, and so on. Just a little background first then. Mark's Gospel is probably the first to have been written of all the Gospels. And as we saw he probably wrote it with Paul and Peter nearby, possibly even living with him, who knows. He was, we believe, the secretary to Peter. So he had real first-hand knowledge of everything that he was writing about. The Gospel focuses a lot on what Jesus did rather than what he said. If, it, if words uh, are your thing, then turn to John instead. Mark is trying to prove beyond all doubt that Jesus is God. Jesus is the Saviour. Jesus is the Messiah. After all, he says, just look at what he did. We are being called to a mission. And Mark kicks us off in a just typical Mark way. Straight to the point the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Who are we talking about? Well, we know that right from the beginning. And these first 15 verses are very much the introduction to everything that Mark wants to do. Firstly, Jesus is the leader of the mission. It is made clear right from the beginning. Some translations have Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And he's then defined through the prophet Isaiah. 
But Isaiah, obviously well known to the people, refers to a voice of one calling. And so Mark immediately then turns to John the Baptist, because that is the voice of the one calling in the desert. And uh, John the Baptist, as we know, looks uh, to Jesus and heralds the coming king. He announces the coming Lord. He recognises him, he welcomes him and baptises him. This is the Messiah. The Messiah is Jesus. And then we have all sorts of illusions in John, uh, in Mark rather, uh, which we may not uh, get from just reading the passage. It starts with those words, the beginning. And beginning is exactly the same word which is used in Genesis 1. So just as we have the creation, the beginning of all things, so at the beginning of Mark we have a new beginning. This is something new which is starting, which is important. God will make this new order centred around the relationship of God. And he then develops that through John the Baptist and the baptism into this three-person unity of the Godhead. And he uses the baptism as an illustration. We have Jesus the Son, spoken over by God the Father, while the Holy Spirit in the form of the dove descends upon him. So we have those three persons of the Trinity. And what do we have at the beginning of, of time? We have the dove moving, hovering over the water and the word of God pouring out over uh, the world. So we have these illusions of the beginning. But of course, in Genesis, we only have a couple of chapters, don't we, of the good news before we get the fall of mankind. The fall of humans with Adam and Eve immediately confronted with the devil in the form of the serpent. And Mark, what does he do? He has this baptism, he sets out who Jesus is, he has the baptism to talk about the unity of God, and then he says, and he's immediately sent out to be confronted by Satan in the wilderness. So we have the same sort of story. One is the, is the beginning, this is the new beginning, new creation, new purpose, new hope. So we see the similar pathway. And Mark's introduction then finishes, which is why in, if you look in your Bible, we just tip over into the next section to, to read verses 14 and 15, where Jesus Christ lays out the foundation of all that he's going to do. The time is now. This is your moment. Repent and believe for the good news of the kingdom of God is near at hand. What I'm telling you will tell you. What I've shown you and will show you in the days ahead. I am the good news. So what is Normal. What is our new normal? What is our life going to look like in 2022? What do we want it to look like? We need to consider which pathway we are going to follow. 
And Mark is desperate right from the beginning to make it clear what authority he believes that we should follow. Because the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If I'm going to follow anyone, says Mark, I'm going to follow God. And God is in the person of Jesus Christ. How is it that we're going to live out our life? One of the people I sat with this week asked me that very question. What is my life about? They weren't in a great place. And they said, why me? Life just isn't fair. And how often we could say that. Life isn't fair. Why me? What am I about? What do I stand for? What is my normal? What is God's normal for my life? And when I sat with them, they said, do you know what? I'm in a bad place now. But if I come out of this, my life will be different. But it's taken a disaster for them to see that actually their life perhaps wasn't correctly focused. And they said, I, I think I've been a good person up to now. But I wish I'd been better. I wish I'd done things differently. And here we have, here we have in this passage, the God of creation stooping down and touching humanity. Stooping down and coming into our presence in the incarnate person of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure many of us have been in a similar position or we've sat with loved ones who have said, why me? What is my life about? I wish I could have a new beginning. And Mark is telling us here that the God of creation has come to reveal that more than anything we are asked to acknowledge the person of Jesus Christ, to repent and believe. Repentance is just a turn, which is why we started by saying we're turning. And we turn into this new year. We're turning away from the things which we were and we're believing in Jesus Christ for our future. We're trusting so we turn away and we trust. We had a lovely uh, baptism service here yesterday of a wonderful church family. And it was just lovely to be here together. And as believers, they stood and they said together, we want to turn away from and we want to turn towards we want to repent from and we want to believe in. And that's what the service was about. 
bringing a child to the, pers- the, the place and the presence of God that together as a family they might nurture that young life and take it forward so that that young life may one day for themselves claim Christ for themselves. What is our life about? What is our normal? We're all asked the same question. The time has come. Repent and believe the kingdom of God is near at hand. What do we stand for? What do we believe in? What drives us today and tomorrow? Do we repent? Do we believe? Now in the next few weeks we're going to delve into the examples that Mark gives us to encourage us on this pathway, to show how God will enable us to live in this transformed way. For now, perhaps you may just want to take that first step. Just as we pray in a moment, this could be for your first time, it could be for your hundredth time, that you want to recommit to the pathway and the presence of God. If you feel that you want to pray further, uh, we will be available and people will be available in the vestry just over here after the service to pray with you. To pray that your pathway may be, may be the pathway of God. Because the time is now. The kingdom of God is near at hand. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I believe in the person of Jesus Christ. I believe in the presence of God. I believe in the incarnation of Christ. And I believe that you have a pathway for me And I want to put my footsteps where you first step. I want to acknowledge that my focus has sometimes been out of kilter. But you want to draw me back. To turn. And to trust. To repent. And believe that my focus may once again be the same as yours and the path that I follow will be the path that you laid out for me Father I want to put my hand in yours today and the days ahead help me to walk with you for it's in your name that I pray Amen